Open your Bibles with me, please, to Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5. You read last evening in Acts chapter 4, the Lord willing, where the apostles were put in the tension center overnight because the day of Pentecost in chapters 2 and 3 had been spectacular with 3,000 converted in the morning and 5,000 men converted in the afternoon. In Acts chapter 5, the first 11 verses are dedicated to the story of Ananias and Sapphira and the authority of the Apostle Peter that though they had lied to him, they had lied to the Holy Ghost in him and in the church and they fell down dead successively. Ananias first and then his wife Sapphira. But I want verse 12. Let me read a few verses beginning at verse 12 of Acts chapter 5. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And of the rest durst no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them. And believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes both of men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed every one. Amen and amen. This is a group of men that provide the foundation of the kingdom of Jesus Christ, the foundation of his churches his fellow laborers, the chief men of the church of Jesus Christ. God gave gifts, and the first gifts were apostles, then prophets, and so forth, as 1 Corinthians 12 tells us. This is a wonderful time in the early church. We're in the second day, or the, well, the Acts chapter 5 could be a few days removed because of Ananias and Sapphira, but you saw how large that church was. It has at least 8,000 members at least 8,000, and that's understating it. It's probably more like 20,000 members at this time, and they're crowding into Solomon's porch in the temple in Jerusalem. But I want a certain part of this passage I just read to you. We don't worship the apostles. Our salvation doesn't depend on the apostles except in the fourth phase, without which we wouldn't know anything. You wouldn't know anything without the apostles of Jesus Christ. Nobody else ever preached a word to a Gentile that was of any meaningful value until the Apostle Paul sent the gospel to us and ordained men after him, like Timothy and others that would ordain other men after them until we got to hear the joyful sound. It's a huge crowd. And the Lord's giving special signs and wonders to a very small group of men. While there were handmaidens and others that were spoke in tongues, which was the least gift God ever gave the church on the day of Pentecost, these men could do anything. And just by reading Peter's preaching, you knew he had perfect understanding about one second after Pentecost, which he didn't have one minute before Pentecost, because they were still confused a week before in Acts chapter 1. But when, we, when I just read you these verses about the hands of the apostles doing mighty things, and even his shadow, Jesus didn't heal by his shadow. 
Didn't Jesus tell Nathanael that you'll see greater things later? Greater things right here by the shadow of Peter, by the power of the Holy Ghost. And Jesus Christ wanted it that way to confirm these ignorant fishermen to the world. I want a sentence of verse 13 that is in the middle of the parenthetical additional information. You can see the open parentheses in the middle of verse 12 and the closed parentheses at the end of verse 14. I want verse 13. And of the rest, let's say the church was only 8,000. The rest of that church durst no man join himself to them. No one claimed to be an apostle. We live in a time... <clears throat> we had one in Greenville. I wonder how many we have right now. They, they durst call themselves apostles. And of the rest, durst no man join himself to them. Right. They knew they were not on the same footing with those men, but the people magnified them because God, through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, had magnified them with exceptional authority and power, both in preaching and in performing miracles. And of the rest, durst no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them. We want to magnify them as far as the Lord directs us to. We want to understand that they're foundation stones of our church. And this is a huge historical event right here. You know, some children tomorrow will start learning historical events that have absolutely zero value. And I mean that absolutely. This is a transcendent event. And this event should affect our lives by God magnifying them to this degree and converted, informed, knowledgeable people of God, of the nation of God, magnified them. If they did, we should. And because they wrote down what God conveyed to them, we should love the epistles of the apostles of Jesus Christ. The Lord help us this day. We're going to see it in John 16 that God had given truth, a body of truth necessary for us, to the Spirit. And the Spirit gave it to the apostles. In their divine natures, they didn't give or transfer anything. In Jesus' role as the head of our church, God gave him all the information and all the power necessary to supply us, help us, protect us, defend us, and teach us everything we need to know. We want to honor these men and appreciate them and be thankful that we live on this side of them. I'm glad we don't live before them, but we live after them, so we have their epistles. Let us pray. Holy Father, we come before Thee in the name of Thy holy child, Jesus. We thank Thee that He chose 12 men out of this world. One of them was a devil, and He knew it. And He added to their number so that there were apostles with great blessing of the Holy Spirit the greatest office in the history of the church, and they did mighty signs and wonders by your blessing to confirm themselves to the people that they had divine missions from heaven 
and the things that came out of their lips were divine truth. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for them. And we thank Thee for the New Testament Scriptures. And we thank Thee for what we have revealed to us about the Lord Jesus Christ for Gentiles. We thank Thee that by the blood of His cross, we that were once aliens and strangers from the covenants of promise have been brought in and our fellow citizens and heirs. We thank Thee, Heavenly Father. We thank Thee for Thy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we use His name reverently, respectfully, but Heavenly Father, we want to be name droppers in the way that He taught us, and that is to pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that You would hear us, and that knowing that You hear us, You would grant us our petitions. We stand and sit before Thee this day, dependent upon Thee, needing Thee, desiring Thee, desperate for Thee, as our young brother just exhorted us. Have mercy upon us. Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, grant us a great measure of Thy Holy Spirit this day, that Holy Spirit that is able to move upon the face of the waters and to bring forth dry ground, that Spirit, Heavenly Father, that was able to take Samson or David, Jephthah or Gideon, and do great exploits. Let that Spirit that was able to inspire the apostles to preach verbally, to inspire the apostles to write the epistles, let that Spirit so quicken us, our affections and our attention, and direct our minds into thy holy word, that we might see all that is there of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that we might glorify him. Heavenly Father, we know the Holy Spirit's ministry is to glorify Jesus Christ. We want our church to celebrate Jesus Christ more than anything else. We do not want to celebrate our nation, so we have no flag. We do not want to celebrate our pastor, because we want to celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. the chief and the great shepherd, and the chief bishop of our souls. Heavenly Father, we own no man in Rome to be sent by Jesus Christ. We know those men in Rome are sent by the devil himself. O oh Lord, have mercy upon us and grant us thy spirit this day. We thank thee for the preserved scriptures, that by the word of a king you have given us the King James Bible. And we pray that those words today will be made powerful and, impress and, and impressive and persuasive and convicting to us by the work of that same spirit. Heavenly Father, we need thee. We wander in this world between our assemblies, touched and tainted, spotted and confused, distracted and diverted by all that's around us. Forgive us. And now bless us, Heavenly Father, by that spirit and word. Help us to gird up the loins of our minds ourselves. Help us to lift up the hands that hang down and to straighten our knees, straighten our backs, direct our hearts, direct our minds toward heavenly things as they're found written in these pages of Scripture from Thee. And bless us by the Holy Spirit that these efforts will be made effectual and powerful to the lifting up of our hearts and our minds. We wait on thee, Heavenly Father. Lord, I know, I know by faith and trust in thy word 
that the events of John 16 and the events of Acts 4 and Acts 5 are glorious indeed, but our minds are dull, our hearts are cold. Revive them both by your power. Say the word, speak the word, and we shall be lifted up in the Holy Ghost. And Heavenly Father, we are repenting and we are confessing and we are acknowledging our weakness and our need for thee to help us. Now help us. We shall go with every bit of might we have in our spirits, but our flesh is weak. O oh Lord, help us now. We call upon thee. We thank thee for the Lord Jesus Christ, whom you sent into this world, who lived a perfect life, keeping every commandment of the law of Moses, that he might die a cursed death on the cross of Calvary to deliver us from the curse of our own sins. We thank thee that he was able to lay his life down and able to take it up again. And he did so after three days and three nights. And Heavenly Father, he showed himself alive by many infallible proofs for six weeks. And then he ascended up into heaven. And we thank thee for him. And we thank thee that we have revealed to us in the pages of the apostles that he is seated at thy right hand. That he is also by the seven spirits of the living God walking among his seven golden candlesticks, and he is here with us this day. We believe every bit of that. Amen. And Heavenly Father, every bit that we don't believe, convert us and convict us. Now strengthen us. Use us. Heavenly Father, we shall sing praise to thy name. Bless us by your Spirit to be engaged in that singing and engaged in the preaching, engaged in the praying, engaged in the reading. Heavenly Father, help us. We confess our sinfulness and we confess our sins. Have mercy upon us. We thank Thee that the sacrifice was made once for all and that we are perfectly clean before Thee in every way that matters. And now we confess our sins practically, trusting Thee to faithfully forgive us and to bless us in this assembly. It's in Jesus' glorious name, the name of thy holy child Jesus, that we pray. Hear us, answer us, bless us, that our joy might be full this day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen.